When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am back on the air. Here's Daily Throne, still going strong. Took a day off for a dental procedure. Still recovering, but all looking good. I'm trying to get back to the swing of things here. We'll have some general phone calls and talks and discussions today about Game of Thrones, but it did get me thinking about medical times in uh, the Game of Thrones world. Uh, Medical treatments and the maesters. I know that they, you know, are working with what they got, but I am very thankful I don't have... To get dental work done at, say, uh, the Dreadfort or uh, Mokalen or, well, actually, anywhere in Westeros or Essos. I mean, just what we're looking at Sam try to cure Jorah, the pain there. I imagine that was probably par for the course with a lot of treatments and diseases, much like our own real medieval times. But it seems like in Game of Thrones times, it was more about what the maesters wanted to pull off. If they wanted to heal you. And I would trust Maester Lewin, Maester Crescent, but do you want Grand Maester Pycelle and his hands all over you? I don't. Didn't, look, didn't seem like Cersei did either. Got her revenge in the end. Anyways, guys, I'm rambling. I'm back. Let's take some calls. Let's start talking Game of Thrones, and I'll get back into the swing of things here on Daily Thrones. So before I went off the air yesterday, we were doing some talk and some speculation about Arya, Cersei, maybe Arya trying to go down to kill her. Maybe there's some faceless men activity there connected to the Iron Bag. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun than the idea, the theory that's out there. Uh, it's a deep theory, but that uh, maybe Rhaegar Targaryen was a faceless man. and Maybe he didn't really die in the Trident. Maybe Jagan Hagar will reveal himself. It's also a bit of fan fiction on our part there, but it's interesting stuff. And Kevin's got some responses on that now. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Uh, Yeah, we've all speculated before that the Iron Bank and the House of Black and White are connected. Uh, And as the larger loan that the borrower takes, the more of an assassination presence is felt, whether the person who's borrowing knows that or not. And uh, you could see Tywin getting more and more worried as the gold was running out in the mines, but Cersei took care of that debt and then went back and reborrowed more money. Um, so the Iron Bank has, of course, installed or reactivated the assassin or assassins that may be in place. If Arya chooses to go in and take out Cersei, the House of Black and White will know that Arya is on her way one way or another, whether she's wearing the face of Littlefinger or not or coming in on her own, maybe wearing Bernadette's face or not. But we're going to get a spy versus spy situation when it comes to uh, Arya attempting to assassinate, and I think this is where Arya loses with a more experienced assassin. Thanks. Thank you, Kevin Ross. Yeah, we've heard the Rhaegar Targaryen theory before. Uh, it falls apart on a couple of levels. One, Rhaegar was far too much of a public figure uh, to break off and take training at the House of Black and White, and he had a dragon. The dragon we speculated here, and remember, speculates responsibly, that he um, that the dragon could take out a faceless person, even though uh, I'd sense that this wasn't actually Targaryen blood. Um, but uh, Jacqueline Hagar 
uh, uh, as Bernadette or replacing Bernadette makes a lot of sense because uh, Jacqueline, uh, Jagar trained Arya. He releases Arya with the idea that I've always believed that she's supposed to take out the phrase on this wild, crazy terror of revenge, and now he's going to go back and clean up the, the, the dirty work of the house in black and white. Uh, thanks again. So some interesting stuff there from Kevin, though. I don't know if Rhaegar actually did have a dragon because uh, they've been around, not been around for, what, 100 years or so. So uh, unless Reagan, Rhaegar had a uh, dragon just hanging out in his back pocket, a tiny one, I don't think he had a dragon. But I still agree with you, Kevin, that I, I, I don't believe in the end <laughs> Rhaegar Targaryen's dead. And I don't think he would be a faceless man, would be Jagan Hagar. But I do like what you're setting up about Arya going down. And maybe that's... I don't see Arya being defeated. I don't see her dying on the show, but maybe a big loss that causes Arya to have to go away. Maybe like a Yoda in Revenge of the Sith must go into hiding because she's she's ashamed. I don't know, but it's fun to speculate. And as always, we must speculate responsibly, which is what we do here and over on my Force Center podcast feed. Again, Kevin Ross. Yeah, you're right about Rhaegar. I got uh, we invited one too many um, cocktails to the conference call and. Uh, I got my Targaryens confused, but um, it still uh, holds water that we're probably going to get spy versus spy on some level with Arya, because I don't see where Arya's storyline goes if she's not still got her list, right? Uh, she'll have a confrontation with the Hound one way or the other, and that'll play out one way or the other when they're up there at um, Winterfell. But Arya will may, maybe make her way down into King's Landing to spy for John, to see what Cersei is up to. And then if the opportunity uh, turns around, she may want to activate her list. And that's why I've always su- uh, suspected that the House of Black and White has always had its eye on Arya to clean up the business of the House of Black and White. Thanks again. Hey, Ken. So all the talk of the Night King and his dead dragons got me thinking, oh, what if they held up at the Vale, and what if they used a scorpion to shoot at the dragon? Oh, but wait, his dragon's dead, so that probably wouldn't work. It got me thinking, have we ever discussed what would actually kill a dead dragon? Is the only thing that could kill a dead dragon a Valyrian steel-tipped or a dragonglass-tipped bolt for the scorpion, the same instrument we saw Bronn fire at Drogon? Uh, that's the only thing I can think of is using one of those two materials as a tip for that bolt, the arrow to be fired from it. Uh, I I can't think of a single other reasonable method to try and kill a dead dragon. So I'd love to know what everybody thinks. Thanks for taking the call and have a great night. So Thomas has asked a very important question. This might be like the most important question going into season eight. How do you kill an undead dragon? Uh, all right, so you get you get the scorpion bolt, you put some dragon glass on it, maybe you throw some fire on it just for good measure. But how do you kill that dragon? This is why I cannot stop thinking about the Night King and his advancing forces. This is why I just I cannot stop thinking about it because this is all that's important to me now. Cersei, uh, the throne. Danny and John's relationship, it, 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 it's all important stuff. I have questions about it, but when the Night King out there, this army out there, I, it's all, I, my, I'm obsessed as a fan with the idea of how do you kill. And, and you're Thomas, Thomas, you're so right. If you, Viserion is flying around, blowing this, this, you know, uh, frost fire, as we, as we like calling it here, uh, tearing down walls. I, it's unstoppable to me. 
does Danny have to take the other dragons? Does Drogon or Rhaegal have to have to fly in, or that, is that the only way? Do I have to watch them to try to defeat basically their their sibling dragon? That seems painful. That seems absolutely hard to watch. But that might be the only way. We we've seen. On one hand, how hard it is to kill a dragon with a scorpion bolt, but on the other hand, with with the Night King, we've seen if you're a good javelin thrower and you got some good aim, and good throw, good thrust, it's easy to kill a dragon. So, does it come down to that? And is that the advantage that the Night King has? I want to know. What do you guys think? How do you propose to kill an undead dragon? I don't have any other answers. Maybe do you slip dragon glass into its food? You just sneak into Night King's camp? How do you possibly do it? I want to know. We got a big question. We need to answer this here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. So, thinking about the ending with season eight, do you think it's possible that the show could end with the Night King defeated but not killed? Meaning there's a scenario where he loses, but at the end of the show, he's still out there somewhere would that be kind of unsatisfying if he's not like totally defeated if that's in fact going to be the ending would you be okay with him still being out there somewhere or do you need him to be 100% gone all right my my uh, obsession with the night king continues with a great question from eric calling him could there be an ending to the show in a situation where the night king is still alive yeah i think it could Going back to what we're talking about earlier, he might not be able to be defeated. He he might be too tough to defeat. With an ice dragon and an army that can be re-risen after you kill them, yeah, I could see that. And would it be satisfying? Some my gut reaction is no, right? We want we want our battles to end the right way. We want them to end with a good guy holding his hand in victory. But I got to tell you, uh the Night King being alive could tie into whatever the Night King's looking for. That's the Night King's goal. We always ask about that. Is he just an evil roaming the world? Uh, does he want all the world to freeze and that's it? And he just wants to crunch around on the snow? Or is he tied to something? Is he tied to something at the uh, God's Eyes? Is he tied to something with the Stark family? Is he tied to another part of Westeros and Essos history? And he's, is he looking to reverse the curse? We've talked about that theory here. So could there be some sort of truce or he's defeated and returns to the lands of always winter, having learned his lesson and shaking hands with Jon Snow heading back? I mean, that's not going to happen. But, yeah, I could see some kind of scenario where this isn't a clean victory on either side. And we learn a little bit more about the Night King. It's something that almost needs to be explained. I can accept that the Night King and the White Walkers are just bad guys. But with Game of Thrones, there's always more. We talk about the Shades of Grey with all these other characters. So will there be, to maybe our surprise, especially if it's satisfying, be a shade of grey to the Night King? And could that lead to him being alive at the end of the show? It could be. And it might be more satisfying than we expect. What do you guys think? Let us know here on Daily Thrones. Don't forget, I have a Facebook page now for Daily Thrones. Another place for us to gather and I can pull questions and thoughts for this broadcast. You can find it on Facebook on as Daily Thrones. Press like, just like you did in 2009. We'll see you tomorrow.